0: Welcome back to episode number four of the Training Model Podcast. I really appreciate you checking back in. If you've been here from the start, I appreciate you even more. If this is your first episode, I would recommend going back to episode number one uh, because a lot of the conversation is just going to continue on from uh, what we've already covered and 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 the context that's already been laid. So uh, again, thank you very much for checking it out. Um, I also want to say welcome to Business 101 for both Jay and Jaden, two new coaches jumping in on the business short course that I have for sale on the training model website. Uh, obviously, it is a short course that is designed to take the stress and anxiety away from the back end of your business development. So uh, as coaches, young coaches, it we don't really get shown a way in which we should develop our business systems and structures, uh, and this is exactly what the course is set up to dis- to. Uh, improve for those people undertaking it. So we look at uh, foundational principles of just business mindset. We look at marketing, sales, retention, and finance. We go through a bunch of key content and context that needs to be understand around those four areas of business back end. And then I show you how to start to begin to develop systems and strategies in order to see growth long-term with your business development. So I'd recommend checking that out. We now have 18 coaches crushing Business 101. I've also started reaching out to a few of them for some one-on-one calls, um, just to see how they're going and to see how we can apply it to, to their specific context. But, uh, yeah, if you're a young coach struggling with business, feeling stressed and anxious about sort of what the future can hold, I do believe this is the best product on the market to help you start to build and develop your business back end. So business 101. And again, welcome to Jai, uh, sorry, Jay and Jaden. Um, before we go any further, I also just want to let everybody know that uh, I've launched a small webinar. This will be a one to one and a half hour webinar on understanding center of mass. So if you've been following my Instagram and the content that I've been putting out, as well as some of the discussions on the first couple of episodes here at Training Model, uh, you know that I really love talking about gravity and how gravity impacts the system's center of mass. It is the core principle at the foundation of my movement model. And if I, I do believe if you can understand how gravity impacts the system. I think it clears up a majority of sort of uh, the questions around human movement, why we find and why our clients find the same problems presenting, how to overcome those problems, how to improve technique quickly, how to better understand how, how load is impacting the system, take tension on, place tension on or take it away from certain muscles or certain areas. The whole thing becomes way easier when we understand center of mass and gravity and their relationship between the two. So if you're interested in that, it's on November the 17th at 2 p.m. Um, it's only $59. It's it's very cheap. It is the start of my next short course as well. Um, so everybody that comes to the Understanding Center of Mass will get a pretty hefty discount on my second short course, which will be my Coaching Foundation's uh, short course, which will unpack my... Uh, programming model, my movement model, and my coaching model. Uh, and those three things sort of uh, beginning the foundation of, of what I deem to be a successful coach long-term. So building out your own model and and and, and sort of learning my model uh, throughout that process. So yeah, if you, if you want to come to Understanding Center of Mass, uh, you will also get some hefty discounts as that next course starts to pop up, which will be around December. So November the 17th, Uh, 2 p.m., it's $59. It will not be for sale after the fact. If you can't make the date, but you still want to come, you can simply just buy the ticket and you'll get sent the replay uh, once it's been completed. Uh, But it will not be for sale after the fact because it's all going to be moved into uh, the second short course at Training Model. So that wraps up the admin. Uh, Again, thank you very much for checking it out. Let's move forward now uh, with just a little bit of a life update, something that I have... um, I am starting to find success for, again, uh, which is actually just training. Um, It it is a very weird feeling trying to build um, a health and fitness brand and trying to be a health and fitness identity here in Australia, but also at the same time, not really... Identifying with a lot of the the value of training and and sort of falling out of love and falling out of passion with training over the last couple of years. Um, however, recently I have been training more consistently again, and I've actually gone into um, that approach. Uh, with a different mindset and something, a lot of those conversations that I have with the boys on the on the Strength Culture podcast, um, they've they've really made me rethink and reshape the way that I think about training in the gym and what it means to me and my value and my identity. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to powerlifting and heavy heavy strength training, but I really do enjoy heavy strength training. However, what I do find, and I found this when I was doing the push-pull-run peak, is that if my training really only centers around the heavy lifts, I actually just get bored really quickly. And my brain isn't great when I get bored with things. And then what I quite often do is I just... I can sandbag the accessories and, and don't really move through the rest of the session. And then I start skipping sessions. And then I go through the same cycle of just sort of falling out of love with training again. But um, I've actually changed my attitude a little bit with, um, with what I've been doing over the sort of the last month. And, I wanted to share a couple of key things that I've done because I know there's probably going to be a bunch of coaches and PTs and allied health professionals that are listening to this that probably feel the same way because it's not an uncommon place to be where you just kind of fall out of love with training. And even though it's your job and even though you're trying to help people understand the value of training and and the progression and, and all of that sort of stuff, it's very difficult sometimes to apply it to yourself unless you're like a David Goggins spec um, discipline master, but uh, not everyone is like that. Some people have emotions. We're not all robots, David. Um, So a couple of key things that I've been doing. The first one is um, I'm actually just more open to the idea of exploring um, new methods of training. So I've actually started doing some little runs again, which has been great. I've been taking Chili to the park and being active within those park walks and and actually doing like sprints and runs around the park with Chili, which has been really cool. Um, so that's just like a, a little thing that actually, when I finish those sort of sessions, they're not really sessions, but when I finish that sort of uh, sort of task at the park with the dog, not really a task, I've, I've lost for words there. But when I when I finish being at the park with Chili, I actually feel quite invigorated and, and, and like I actually want to continue on with building, continuing to build the healthy habits of training and, and, and eating and all that sort of stuff. So that's been one really important little step for me is just like being open to doing some different forms of activity. The second one is actually, and this has been really, I can't tell you how much this has helped me within the gym itself, but um, actually just cutting my training volume down. So something that Jamie Buzz was, has been harping on a lot on the podcast, but um, it's, it's only Doing two hard sets of an exercise, so rather than doing like three or four sets of like a, a, a bench press or whatever, um, it's actually only two sets. So once I do my warm up, um, the first set has to be difficult. I've been trying to push it to an RPE eight, and then the second set I, I've been trying to push to an RPE nine, which means that um, I don't I don't really have to feel like I sandbag the first set. It's just two hard sets. I've got two sets to get some quality work in, and then I move on. And as a result of those two sets, I've actually just really shortened my training sessions but they're way more action-packed and jam-packed and I think uh, it it's actually been awesome for me um, and I'm not losing sort of motivation throughout the session uh, my sessions are a lot shorter and because I'm moving through exercises very quickly it's almost like you just finish the warm-up and then bam bam um, or I actually superset things together but uh, it's actually been really beneficial So that's something else I've been doing just trying to make your sessions a little bit more focused and uh, intentful as you're going through them rather than just sort of like doing, yeah, it might be more beneficial to do slightly more volume, but at the end of the day, if I'm not executing on the volume, it doesn't really matter. So the shorter sessions, only two hard sets um, and working really with intent within those two sets has been really good. And then the third thing is, again, it kind of marries with that first thing, just exploring some different modalities. We're obviously been playing around with Olympic lifting at the gym. Um, just just a bit of fun, the four coaches and some of the clients here, but... Um, because I've got that at the start of my session, I'm actually really looking forward to doing that. So I think I've just been leaning into doing some things that I'm actually trying to enjoy more. And, and a lot of the time, it's not the traditional strength training that I've been doing for so many years and what I got quite bored of. So I've just opened up my doors a little bit, which has been great. Um, and I've, I've been feeling really good with my training. And it's kind of bleeding into the other areas of of just sort of my my work uh, balance. Um, I'm, I'm making content more consistently and um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm more engaged with uh, sort of the gym and all of that sort of stuff as well. So it's been really good. So um, that's just a couple of things that has been happening with myself and hopefully there might be a couple of things in there for yourself if you're struggling to find that training passion and, and love currently because it, it can happen as coaches. Alrighty, now moving on to some of the business discussions. This question has come In from Letitia, who says she's been enjoying the podcast, so thank you very much for following and also engaging and contributing to the podcast. Um, She had a whole bunch of questions related to like offer creation and sort of like communicating your offer um, and actually putting it out there in a productive way where you don't feel like you're overselling or... um, Actually, and and actually getting the the potential client and the market to actually hear exactly what you're selling, um, and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, a lot of this, and I discuss. Pretty much this entire process within Business One Hundred One, uh, within the marketing section. But a lot of this comes down to our just our overall marketing strategy, uh, and I do believe that building offers is going to be an important part of that. And actually, sort of repackaging your service in a slightly more enticing way uh, can make the process of both content creation, marketing, and selling a little bit easier um, because the actual package itself or the offer itself kind of starts that process as opposed to just doing the traditional DM for coaching or shoot me a message if you want to chat. Um, A lot of the times there, they're not actually, they haven't really softened themselves up with what they're coming in to chat about or or you haven't softened them up a little bit with what they're coming to, to chat about as opposed to saying DM me if you're interested in undertaking your first powerlifting competition, that process, just by changing the offer presentation there, it actually begins to speak directly to the right people who are interested in powerlifting in that, in that situation. So the way in which you frame your offer from a marketing perspective is going to be really important. So um, a couple of the key things that I unpack within Business 101 is all around understanding the what I like to call the subjective experience of the client that you're helping or that you're trying to communicate with and all of that. Because the subjective experience is fundamentally what is triggering their decision-making to reach out and engage with your marketing materials, whether it be content creation, or you're working in the gym and speaking to people, or maybe it's your emails or anything like that. It's the subjective experience of the client or potential client um, is what is driving that decision-making. It's not as much the objective world of I want to get stronger or um, I want to gain 10 kilos on my bench press or lose five kilos of body weight or anything like that. It's more likely the subjective world that drives it, which is I want to feel better. I want to feel more confident in the gym. I want uh, I'm nervous about powerlifting um, and, and and undertaking that first process or I've never worked with a coach before, I'm feeling this, X, Y, Z, all of those sort of, that subjective world is the actual driver. So we need to try to understand the subjective experience and the subjective world of the people that we're trying to talk to. Um, and the way in which I would recommend starting that process is simply just by starting to ask your current clients or past clients, some of the subjective experience that they have had both before starting the coaching service with you uh, during the coaching service and then also around when they've achieved the some key outcomes from the coaching and the service that they've undertaken with you so some of these questions might just be like why did you start with me very straightforward another one would be um, what has in in the in that process Process of before training, like what what wasn't working for you before signing up with me, like why why did you decide to start working with me? Like some of those just key questions around the the subjective world before training. The mid midway through training could just be like, um, what are you enjoying within this process, or how is this helping your life, or um, how can you can you tell me how your confidence within the gym has changed over the past. Six months or something like that. Just again, a couple of key questions that are framed around the coaching experience, and then also some questions framed around achieving goals. So when they achieve a goal, or they do an event, or they undertake a process and see success, it's what were some of the key things that you learned throughout the process? What was what were some of the feelings that you have around, or what have you overcome? Uh, what hurdles have you overcome in this process? Like all of those questions um, that speak more directly to the subjective world that the client is undertaking the process in because that becomes the foundation of how you begin to communicate from a marketing perspective. And using that subjective experience is ultimately what builds the connection and the relatedness that we were starting to talk about last week with the top of funnel strategies from a marketing perspective. So your top of funnel is all about Trying to build connection and relatedness with the target audience. You're not really talking about sort of what you do and positioning yourself as the guide. You're simply just trying to find some middle ground and to let them know that you're sort of in the world of the things that you like to. T- to discuss and, the, and the, the topics that you like to cover and they're interested and they find some connection with you at a personal level. Maybe you both have dogs. Maybe you like the same sport, same sporting team or something like that. Just some sort of connection and relatedness with the with the target audience and then over time, you're starting to provide them with enough information, valuable information, education, sort of content, um testimonials, social proof, all of that sort of stuff that lives within the middle of the funnel um, to try to position yourself as the right person to help them with their problems and with their sort of goals and aspirations. So um, when we think about the subjective experience, just coming back to that one more time, um, that is what is going to actually help us communicate with those people through our marketing funnel. So yeah, understanding that subjective word is really important. The best place to start is asking previous clients or asking your current clients the process of before, during, and after sort of working with you as a coach. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is once we've got and understand that subjective experience, it is actually starting to build out a productive offer and place it in front of people. So, um the process of building out an offer is actually also quite a simple process. What I would recommend is you just need one A4 document, uh, and we're going to have four main headings in the document. The first one is, who is the offer for? This is the traditional tagline, but it's really like, uh, so so for, for me and Business 101, my offer is for stressed and anxious personal trainers and coaches who don't know how to build their business. That's, fundamentally what it's for, or paraphrased in some way. But I use the subjective world and the subjective experience of stressed and anxious because that's what I have always felt When I think about my business development throughout all of my processes of strength culture, I'm always been stressed and anxious and it always comes back to unknown things. It's things that I don't have enough information on that I need to go and learn and I need to come back and execute on. It's never been about the execution for me. It's always been about not knowing why things are happening or why things aren't happening. And that is the stress and anxiety for, for my offer, which is Business 101. Um, So that's the first question you need to answer. Who is your offer for? The second one, which we've already done, is what is the subjective experience of the offer's outcome? So, and you should just list this. Five to 10 things, the subjective world that that person who the offer is for, how do they feel and experience this, this offer's outcome? So if they weren't feeling stressed and anxious, how are they going to feel? Or what are they feeling before building a business? What are they feel, feeling during building a business? What are they feel, feeling after building a business? That subjective world is then being listed out um, within your offer sort of creation. The fourth heading is, you. Oh, the third heading, sorry, is you need to, in some capacity, learn to tell the story of how your offer actually helps clients or helps the person. For me, if you go to the landing page on Business 101, this is actually just my story. It's my experience building my business of strength culture over the last seven, or actually it's my experience throughout my entire career in the health and fitness space, which I started at 19 years. I'm 12 years in now, but it's all of the things that I learned from personal training and how that wasn't the right fit for me. And then thinking that I need to go to university and learn more, but then that wasn't the right thing. And working with professional athletes wasn't uh, something that I actually really cared about. It was just that I thought that was going to be a good, safe job for myself and then Going to America and seeing Cressy Sports Performance and realizing that the future for myself probably looks like building a successful business and team around the business and then slowly undertaking the process of building strength culture. And that is the story and, and Business 101, the end goal is to accelerate you through that process. So that's me telling my story around um around my offer and what i have to what i have to to provide value for the people that are listening to me fourth so that would be your next thing learn to tell the story this could just be testimonials from other people that you've helped it could be your own stories um it's just anything it's just showing that subjective world but it's a tangible sort of process um for your offer uh Finally, we actually get to what is the actual offer. So, you would have noticed so far that we haven't really spoken about any features. Uh, We haven't really spoken about anything that's included in what you sell within the service. And the reason is, is because that is the least important part of your offer. The most important part is the subjective experience that you're looking to improve for the client. Everything. Outside of that is just a way in which we can improve that subjective experience. So, um, the fourth question on your A4 piece of paper within your offer is going to just be, um, "What are the benefits of your actual offer? What's included? How does that help them?" And it's literally just things that are included. How does it help them? Things that are included. How does it help them? Things that are included. How does it help them? And we're just trying to build around roughly ten of those ideas that might begin to start to create, you can create content around those benefits or anything like that, or they're the things that we're probably going to try to show the client um, when we're talking to them and discussing them once marketing has started to roll and that marketing funnel is actually starting to get people interested in your in you. So um, I think the crux of this is, I'm sure there's some helpful stuff in there, but I think the crux of it is the subjective experience is what we need to best understand and we need to learn to communicate um through that subjective experience, when we're developing an offer and trying to create content and produce content around that, so um, yes, thank you, Letitia, for sending that in. And again, if you resonate with some of those ideas around building your business and the back end and all of that sort of stuff, I can't, I can't stress it enough how how much I think Business One Hundred One will be a fantastic help for you. Um, that exact process is just one portion of uh, the marketing section of the entire course. Um, there's there's set systems and processes in place to help you actually build these things out for yourself and to start to make progress for yourself. So uh, again, check it out. It's the first link down below. Team Meeting will save you $75 on either the upfront or the payment plan. Um, I'd love to see you on board there. Uh, once you once you jump in, I'll probably reach out as well and just sort of uh, let you know that I've got an open line of communication. So uh, really, I uh, yeah, again, I think Business 101, if, if this stuff resonates, if everything that I've been discussing over these first four episodes of the podcast is resonating with you, I think it is a very valuable investment to start to improve your world around your business development. Finally, Onto the last, oh, this one wasn't really a question. It was just t- two conversations that I've had in the last week with uh, two people that have sort of been through both my online mentorships and some of my other education processes about potentially opening gyms and some of the processes that uh, I would recommend at least thinking about if you did want to start a gym at some point. Um, and both of those conversations kind of just eventually turned back into like finance management and, um, but I want to take it a little bit a, a step further than that because I know we've discussed finance before on um, the on the podcast here at Training Model. But um, I actually wanted to frame this more so uh, from the discussion of when you're like using or, or utilizing, utilize utilizing um, accountants and actually getting the best out of a process with an accountant because I've, I've had two accountants my, they're both from the same f- accounting firm, I guess. Um, but the first one I was very young when I started with, it was just at the start of strength culture. And, um, looking back at the process with the, my first exposure with an accountant, it was terrible. It was, um, it, it just wasn't p- productive or positive in any in any way. And that was, 100% because of my attitude when I went into the accounting process. Um, and I would liken it to the type, I'm sure we've all had these clients, but the type of client who, when they're onboarding, they're just they're just like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do everything you tell me. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Bam, bam, bam. Just tell me, tell me, tell me. They don't really offer any inputs into the, the onboarding process. They don't really give you any sort of like sort of constraints to work within. You end up writing a program for them. And then a week later, they're like, actually, I don't really like that. Um, I want to change this. I want to change that. And then you start modifying the program. And then after about six weeks, the relationship's already taxed. Like um, they haven't really done anything that they wanted from the experience of jumping on with a coach. And you can't be fucked helping them anymore because um, they didn't really listen to anything. They didn't have any input. And it was just a terrible process. I'm sure we've all had a client like that, but fundamentally that was my sort of attitude when I first got an accountant. I thought that the accountant just has all the answers. He will just tell me what I need to do with my business and how I need to set things up and all of that. So um, we ended up structuring as a sole trader initially. I just kept my sole trading ABN um, and it became this huge headache about two years down the track um, when I started to actually Employ the staff and all of that sort of stuff, and and by then I was like, why? Uh, and and in that process, I had found a new accountant, and he was like, oh, why did you not uh, set up from a company from the start? And I was like, oh, I just thought sort of trusted the first account and all of that sort of stuff. But it was really just my problems going into those accounting processes. And then ever since then, I've I've reshaped the way that I view dealing with accountants and the way that I do it is I'm trying to like use them as a coach. Um, And I think this is probably something that would be beneficial for you guys if you're listening to this and you're undertaking building your business and maybe starting to structure your finances and your tax and superannuation and all of this sort of stuff uh, with an accountant um, and, and setting things up successfully from the start so that you support yourself long term, but actually undergoing and undertaking that process like you're hiring a coach. And one of the examples that I would say is that when you first start with an an accountant is actually explaining to them like what your goals are for your business and like what your dreams are and sort of what direction you're trying to take this and you want to build this towards because once they've got those sort of like longer term ideas in play they can actually begin to set and structure things from the start a lot easier for yourself so if you're looking to open up a gym before you open up a gym Go to your accountant and explain the processes and how this thing's going to play out. Are you taking on loans or are you going to pay for it from your own money? Are you um, are you going into a partnership with someone else? How are you going to? How are you thinking that you're going to employ staff? Like all of those conversations and questions need to be had with the accountant. Proactively, so that you can actually plan and set up your structures in place productively to move forward with as opposed to just thinking that the accountant is just going to give you all of the right advice, um, just taking their word for it and then after 12 months realizing, hang on, this actually doesn't support my direction and what I want to go through. So for both of those guys, uh, a lot of the conversation was just managing finance, um, productively planning for profit, some of those profit first sorts sort of ideas, um, productively planning for expenses and sort of projecting for expenses and all of that sort of stuff, which you can do and you should be able to do with a little bit of a a finance system behind you. Um, But secondary to that was actually like shaping your business to 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 actually support what you want to do long-term. And if that means that you want to open a gym, there's a lot of other financial decisions that go around that that need to be proactively planned for. And majority of that can be done with an accountant and probably should be done with an accountant. Um, Things like tax planning, uh, GST, superannuation, staff, waging and, and, and... pay as you go and all of that sort of stuff needs to be handled with an accountant. So uh, when you undertake that process, making sure that you proactively take that process with the accountant is going to be really important. So um, again, they weren't direct questions, but they were a little bit more uh, just conversations that I've been having over the last week with a couple of guys. So thank you very much again. Uh, That actually wraps up today's episode, but thank you very much again for checking this out. Um, the, The, The two ways in which you can support what I'm trying to do here the most is, number one, just checking out um, trainingmodel.com.au, potentially sussing out Business 101. If you want to have a chat before jumping in there, um, you can fill out the form on the website. If you um, want to maybe come to the Understanding Center of Mass uh, webinar, that will be up on November the 17th, uh, Friday at 2 p.m., so if you want to come to that, you can jump on through the link in my bio on Instagram and 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 have a crack at that. Um, and so they're the first thing, just so check out what trainingmodel.com.au has to offer. And then the second thing would be actually just sharing this podcast, sharing it, whether it be directly on social media and tagging me, that would be a great help. Or sharing it to somebody who you think might find value, another coach, another PT, a colleague, or someone in the industry that you maybe talk to and and discuss some of these ideas with, just send it to them and say, hey, maybe you should check this out. I think it might be beneficial for you as well Um, because uh, the more people that can get their ears and their eyes on on this content, I think the more of us that will hopefully find value Success long term within this industry. It is a tough industry to crack, but it can be done. We can make moves, we can progress, we can uh, ultimately create sort of a career for ourselves. If you have any questions that you want, or topics to dis- be discussed on the podcast, you can do it through the Contribute to the Podcast link in my bio on the website. You can either shoot me a DM or the question box that I'm going to pop up every Tuesday before recording this because um, I'm happy to discuss whatever it might be, both coaching and business-related. I'm keen to un- unpack it all. I'm sure there's probably going to be more and more um technique and center of mass and movement-based things over the next month as I lead into that center of mass webinar as well. So plenty coming down the pipelines. Thank you very much for supporting Training Model, and uh, we'll see you next week. And sorry, one more thing, and that would be directly check out Business 101. Um, All of that offer creation-based stuff, it is... It's all in there. Uh, It's just, that's one portion of sort of the stuff that I talk about from a marketing perspective. If you're struggling with this sort of stuff, I know the content is going to help you, um, is going to help you move through the development of your business long-term. So check out Business 101, team meeting one word to save $75 on either payment option.